Tip number four to end your marital crisis and pain once and forever is respect yourself. Nothing tears at your self-esteem and sense of well-being more than a marital crisis. And the question is often posed to me by someone in the midst of a painful relationship upheaval. What did I do wrong? See, you assume you failed, and you ask yourself in the middle of the night, what could I have done differently? If only I would have paid more attention, been less angry, been more positive, listened better, spent more time with, and the list of if only I would haves goes on and on. You may feel terribly responsible and a part of you won't let go of the idea that somehow, perhaps in glaring ways, you are to blame. You kick yourself, you berate yourself, you want to turn the clock back, but you can't. There's another level to the erosion of self-esteem and self-respect as well, another pernicious level that rips a hole in your soul. I hear a suffering spouse utter or imply, what's wrong with me that this could happen? You may believe that the marital or relationship crisis points to the reality that you are in some way defective and inadequate. That sense of being defective or inadequate is finally brought, at least from your point of view, into the open, and you as a person feel outed. The nagging sense of inadequacy you so valiantly tried to mask or overcome is now exposed. Exceedingly difficult to recover effectively from your marital crisis with low self-esteem or shattered sense of self. And I want you, I want to help you regain your self-respect so you can get on with the job of healing and restoration. Regaining your self-respect often occurs when you understand that you are neither totally responsible nor defective nor inadequate. Marriage or a relationship of significant emotional investment does, does however, pr provide a rich environment for self-esteem to get flushed down the toilet. Now consider this. First of all, marriage exposes you. You know, there is a vulnerability in all of us, at least all, quote, normal, quote, functioning people. In most relationships, you control others' access to that part of you. You know, you can hide, you can pretend, you can avoid. And you may attempt to use that same strategy with your spouse. But events, words, and strong feelings emerge that cut through your facade and touch on that which you try to hide. Your humanity, idiosyncrasies, and foibles are exposed. They may or may not be accepted by your spouse, or they may be acceptable to a degree at particular times. Another thing, another issue, is that you are taught an unrealistic ideal. We are bombarded from the media and other forms of communication, even well-intentioned self-help people, with an image of marriage or being married that flies in the face of reality. I recently watched parts of the, of the uh, Bachelorette on television, and I cringe. Is this what it means to fall in love or be in love? Are most of us really that naive, or do we get off on the silliness and superficiality of the show? Or is there a part of you that longs to be swept off your feet to some exotic place and live with that, quote, love, quote, for the rest of your married life? And so we believe that these beautiful people have it, and we don't. We feel our emptiness, our frustration, our resentment, our loneliness, and we think, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with us? 
Another problem is that we create roles. We attempt to cope in married life by adapting and living different roles, thinking, this is how I'm supposed to act in a marriage. The husband plays the role of the provider. The woman is the nurturer. The man plays the role, or a man takes charge, and the woman plays a submissive and helpless role. One initiates sex, the other receives sex. One is the strong, silent type, the other is the gregarious, seductive vixen. One becomes the parent, the other becomes the child. Now, roles may work for a period of time or may last the length of the marriage in reality. However, distance is perpetuated and you never truly encounter one another. You encounter only the roles. And the strain of the roles played in a marriage is often shattered by a marital crisis. Another problem is unfinished business. We take into our marriages the unfinished business of maturation. The patterns and thoughts about self, others, marriage, sex, intimacy, abandonment, etc. We carry along and place at the feet of our spouse, usually unconsciously. The marital crisis is often an outbreak of unresolved and unfinished business from the past and has very little to do with you, the hurting spouse. Understanding the powerful dynamics of a marital relationship or relationship of deep emotional commitment may help gain your self-respect. Knowing that many forces are outside your control, responsibility, or sense of adequacy. Another factor or way of thinking powerfully influences belief in yourself. Now, I'm often asked, how do you keep your sanity after you hear all the stories of heartbreak and pain from those enduring a marital or relationship crisis? Don't you get depressed? You know, I've thought long and hard on this question, and I've literally longed tens of thousands of hours of listening to pain and the heartbreak of couples and individuals since 1983, and I know clearly and deep within me the answer to this question. I am able to hear stories of pain and anguish of different varieties over and over again because I have absolute and unswerving, unswerving faith in a person's capacity to dig deep within and bring to light and power the solutions to their problems, the healing to their relationships, and the healing to themselves. So I convey the utmost confidence in your innate and given capacity to heal and guide yourself. I've experienced this with thousands, moving beyond the despair, neediness, and desperation, discovering your voice and power and creating a new life, a new relationship. It truly, truly is amazing. I love, I care, I guide, and then I get out of the way.